Okay, so what, basically, just to give us a little synopsis of what's been going on here, um, we began the Mimer by asking, or by saying, we were talking about Yichudim, the idea of a Yichud of Zoh and Nukva versus a Yichud of Ava, which means Abba Ve'ema, which is Chachma uh, uh, and Bina. And discussing, and then the Samasetic said, you know, we have to discuss what these are and how they fit into Davani. But before we do that, we have to first undress the Kabbalah from uh, its potential Magushim Dik estate. Now, what does it mean, a Magushim Dik estate? He said, of course, when we say like the hands of Hashem, the eyes of Hashem, it obviously doesn't mean that. That's obvious. But he said, there's something else that we need to discuss. And that is the idea. <laughs> that among some of the later day uh, Kabbalists, they're making a mistake. The mistake that they're making is they're saying, like when they say Shem Kael, like God's name Kael, so they're thinking that that's referring to Chesed Vatzilus. Or when they're saying Shem Elokim, that's referring to Gvura Vatzilus, right? And so we explain that you can't say about one of God's names that it's referring to a sphere of Vatzilus. Because if you're going to say that, you have to say that there was one time that that sphera did not exist. It's called Kadma HaHeder. Before it, there was a, an absence of it. And so therefore, you, that cannot be God. That's impossible. And so we go through a, a whole discussion over there that how what we're really talking about is the way Hashem invests himself into these spheros in order to interface with the world. And so when they mention, when a person in Davani mentions Shem Kael or Shem Elokim, what he's referring to is the way Hashem is manifesting himself into the sphere of Chesed or into the sphere of Gvura in order to come down into the world in order to accomplish something in a way of Chesed, in a way of Gvura. That's basically what. So then he goes on to explain that, that, that there is such an idea that the reason why the Yidin, when they daven, they're not being answered is because they're not mechaven b'shem. That means that they don't have in mind uh, during the different brachas of Shona Esrei, the particular sphera which it's supposed to come through. So for example, he gives the example of So if you look at a Kabbalistic Siddur, I don't have one here now, but I had it before, the Tfilat Kol Shana has it, but you see under the Yud Kevavke, it's very interesting, you'll see the vowels. Right, so all the vowels under the yud, under the hey, etc., are patachs, means the horizontal line, right? Um, whereas if you look at the next one, it would be tseire. And if you look at the next one, it's a segel, under all four letters. So this is a lesson to us of what to think when you're saying God's name, right? You're thinking about, for instance, patach is the idea of chachma. So you should be thinking that you want Hashem to come through the gateway of Chachma, or that you want Hashem to come through the gateway of Bina, or through Chesed, or through Kvur, or whatever, based on the concept of whatever it is that we're talking about in that particular bracha. And that's really what we're talking about with Mechav and B'Shem. That's what, that's what it means. So now that that's been discussed, and we understand that we're not having in mind we're davening to the sphere of Chesed, or davening Chesed to the sphere of Kvura, Davening to Hashem, but we're thinking how Hashem could go in that pathway that this is the best way to daven. So where we left off yesterday is we said, okay, well, this is something that was discussed um, actually, uh, you know, a bunch of hundreds of years ago. And it was a question that the Mekubal Dan Yosef, of Dan Yosef, Zechot Tzadik Lebracha, right? He discussed this idea and he said, it's like the idea, why, why do we need this? Because it's like, for example, when you ask a king, 
and you say to him, you know, I want you to, uh, I'm in the middle of an argument with someone, and I need you to, um, I need you to help to like be a, a judge in order to organize ourselves, that we could figure it out. So you're not going to ask the king to, to set up, you know, the minister of finance for you. You're going to ask the king to ask to set up the Supreme Court judge to help you. Or if you're asking a king, for example, when, you know, that you want money or you want a present. So again, you're not going to ask the Supreme Court, him to ask the Supreme Court judge. You're going to ask him to ask the minister of finance. And this is how Don Yo- Rav Don Yosef comes and explains that that's what we're doing. So we're directing Hashem in a certain way in order that we should be able to receive as much as possible this particular hashba that we are looking for. Okay? So on this, then the, uh, the Rivash says, right, one of the other rabbis that we're discussing, he says, why do we even need this? Why don't we just daven to Hashem like in other words, like a baby is calling out to his father. The baby's not going to tell the father, you know, I need you to go to the closet in order to get me the lollipops, or I need you to go to, you know, to the to the shelf to get me a piece of paper. He just he begs his father, I need, I need, I need, and the father knows which way to go. So, like, why are we even getting ourselves involved in this whole discussion? That's where we basically got to yesterday. And where we started, where we ended off yesterday was that the Tzamasetic was really breaking down this muscle and saying the muscle is really not a good muscle. Okay, so let's go, let's go back. We'll read back a little bit on Kuf Yud Ches. Right? So we have... Uh, okay, fine. So Kuf Yud Ches, we're holding... Um, Okay, well, let's start again from one, two, three, four, five lines down. Vihine, on Kuf Yud Ches. Yeah, it says like this. So he says, Vihine betchilat tzarich levar k'tzaz divrei hamakubal hanalv. So before we get into this whole discussion, which is better, let's start by let's start by discussing a little bit the language of the makubal that we just said. Right? What is that? Shelo yichshov ma'ayin shahamashal doymel enim shal mamish that when you look into it, right, a little bit more, you recognize that the mashal is really not similar to the nimshal, right? right, what happens? Namely, to draw down certain hamshacha, right, to that particular sphere. Why? So the example was like this, that the example was that you're asking the king to Dafka, if you need something monetarily-wise, right? So you're going to ask the king, you know, please discuss it, please organize it with the finance minister. So he says like this, why is there such a big problem between the mushal and Nimshal? Because by the mushal down here, it's taka true that you have the king, you have the Supreme Court judge, and you have the minister of finance. You have three different people that you're talking about. And so the king is, in fact, asking the finance minister, or he is, in fact, asking the Supreme Court judge. Right, because the point is what? The point is that all along, it's the dafka, the king, that is down here, he's commanding a separate entity, a separate person, to go about doing, i.e., that he's going to make sure that he gives or he gives or whatever he does his job or he does his job. 
That's what you're asking when you in the marshal. So the marshal makes a lot of sense in terms of the marshal. Because when you go to the king and you want your, you know, whatever, you want your, your nadava, you want your present, you want your whatever, you're not going to ask the king to organize it with the Supreme Court judge. You're going to ask the king to please, you know, can you speak to the finance minister? Can you organize this? Or for example, a different example of this would be, uh, you know, when people in the olden days, right, they, they wanted to do business with the government, right? And so they would ask Dafka whatever line of work they were working in. So for example, a person that wanted to make clothing for the army or something like that. He wouldn't be dealing with the king. He would want that the king should be give the stamp of approval that the, that the army minister or whatever should be able to do business with him that he should make uniforms or that he should make bridges or whatever, whatever it happens to be. And it's still the same way nowadays also. The president is not involved in, you know, necessarily who is doing... No, but he, he has a whole uh, group of people that are in his cabinet and that group of people in the cabinet, they have their people that are working for them. You know, just like your basketball team. The head coach, right, he has his assistant coach. You see this, you know, in football, right? You have the, Mamish, I don't remember it being this way when I was younger, but they have the linebackers coach, and you have the secondary coach, and you have the off, the defensive line coach, and you have the running back coach, and the wide receiver coach. You have, you have 15 different coaches, right? And on top of them all is the head, is the head coach, right? That's the way it works. So it makes sense that if you want to work with the, uh, you know, with the linebackers, you're not going to ask the, the head coach to talk to the wide receiver coach. doesn't make sense that that would be the case, right? So yes, in the marshal, that's the way it is because you're dealing with different people. The Ein Kain Lamaila, right? But in terms of above, when we're davening to the Abishter and we're saying to Hashem, you know, I, I really need extra Parnassa or whatever, right? It's not a matter of that Hashem is going to tell uh, this person or that person or the other person. Yeah? Because by Hashem, it's not that way. Because the Abishter is the creator. The Abishter is the judge. The Abishter is the minister of finance. The Abishter is the wide receivers coach. The Abishter is the linebacker coach. He's everything. Yeah? Like it says in Pirkei Avos even. It's true that the deen does come through gvura. Because the gvura is not the abishter himself, but it's the tool that he's using. That's the idea. So in other words, when, like we gave the example yesterday, when the person wants to cut a tree down, he's not going to use a typewriter. He's not going to use a pencil. And when he wants to write a paper, he's not going to use a saw. So it's true that, the, that Hashem is using different tools in order to accomplish. But he's the one that's accomplishing. It's not the tool. No one's going to ask a saw, you know, uh, Mr. Saw, can you please cut down this tree for me? It, it doesn't work that way. Masha Enkin, when you're talking about the Minister of Finance, you do ask the Minister of Finance to help you. And that's where the nimshal and the mushal break down. You following? You with me? Namely that the hamshacha, the energy that's coming down into the world, is not coming from the sphere by itself. It's coming from the Abishur, it's coming from the Creator. Shedan al-yedei, sphere hanal. That he is the one that's judging, but he's judging how? He's judging through this particular sphera. That's how it works. Venimsa, who are So it comes out that who is the judge? Not Gvura Avatsilus is the judge. 
Hashem is the judge. He's using Gvura Vatzilas to do accomplish what he needs to accomplish. And also that's the same idea with regards to giving the present. Through the sphere of chesed. And not like the mashal. Right? Because by the mashal, who is the giving the, the money? Who is giving the, the objects? It is the finance minister. He is the one that's in running the show. Right? Going back to our example before, you do have the linebacker coach that is teaching the linebackers. That's exactly what is happening in, in the marshal. Not in the nimshal. In the marshal, that's what's happening. Because the linebacker coach is spending his whole day watching videos and watching all this stuff in order to get that these linebackers should do their job better. That's how it works. It's not the head coach. The head coach is relying on the linebacker coach. Right? That's the way it works. That's how he, the line, That's why the head coach hired him. Because he's an expert in linebackers. And therefore he knows that if there's such and such a play, that you have to teach the linebackers exactly how to do it. And to make them that much better, even if it's a half a second better, that that will be the difference between a game win, a game won or a game lost. Same thing here. The king is hiring the minister of finance in order that he should be the one that's dealing with these type of issues. So it's not just that the Minister of Finance is a saw. The Minister of Finance is not a saw. The Minister of Finance has his own brain and he's doing his own thing. A saw does not have his own brain. A saw is just an element, an, an, an instrument in the hands of whoever is, you know, chopping with it, whatever it is that they do. So if that's the case, you don't say... That it works out well. Namely, someone who has an argument. That he should request from the king that he should ask the judge, the one who's sitting in the, in, in the court. Right? That this, this request would be a mistake. Because in the mashal, it's indeed true. That the one who is sitting in the court and the one who is the minister of finance are in fact two separate people. And both of them are not only separate from each other, but they're different from the king also. And therefore the Supreme Court judge is not the one that's giving the parnasa to the person. And because of this reason, that when you ask, and therefore, in, with regards to the mashal, it would be a mistake. If you ask the king, Tataka asked the Supreme Court judge to help you with your finances, it would be a mistake. That's the way it works. It is a mistake. And this is the problem with this mashal. However, this is not the case upstairs. Because because the king, the Abishter himself, is the one that's sitting by the, the court case. Through him going through the, the tool of Gvura. And he is himself the one that is giving the Parnasa through going through the tool of Chesed. So this is where there's a difference. This is where, why the Mashal and the Nimshal break down. Right? So the marshal that uh, Harav Dan Yoel, the Makubal, 
right, the Mufursam, right, that he gives, the Tzemosetic is finding a major flaw with this muscle. Right? And therefore, when he's defending the whole idea of Mechavin B'Shem, right, the idea of having in mind which track Hashem should come down, like literally when we're davening, that a person, when he says, Baruch Atah Hashem, right, Chaynin Hadas, he should have in mind Hashem, the way he's going through the sphere of Chachma, and that Dafka, through having in mind the sphere of Chachma, he's going to enable the Hashpa, the Brachas, to come down in a much more real way. So this mashal doesn't seem to really uh, fit the bill. You with me? Good? So let's see what the, what the Rebbe says about this. V'im Kain, if that's the case, Af im ha'adam shayil ha'maton ha'melech malchayam lochim ha'ein so baruchu. So therefore, even if a person does ask for a gift from the king, from the Abishter himself, and he says to him, and he has in mind that he should dafka do it through gvura, he should go through the, the judge. So how could you possibly say that this is a mistake? This is not a mistake. If you asked the linebacker coach something about what a running back should be doing, you're, you're making, you're Pashat making a mistake. You're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. But over here, that's not the case. It's clearly not the case. You're asking the king, you're asking Hashem that he should give you Parnasa. So what's the difference if you ask for it, that he should give it through his right hand or that he should give it through his left hand? You're not asking his hand. You're asking him. Yes? Right? Because the Abishter is the judge. The Abishter is the, the minister of finance. The Abishter is everything. So he says, however, someone said it does say something here now. He says, nevertheless, the Abishter himself, his way is to give over the presence, dafka through being mislabish in the midah of chesed. And not by being enclosed in gvura. So he says like this, the Abishter established it this way. Could he do anything he wants? Yes, of course, that we know. That's obvious. But this is the way he established it. He established it that when he wants to give uh, Parnasa, he's going to do it through Chesed and not through Gvura. That's the bottom line. And so therefore, if you're asking him to do it through Gvura, right? If you're asking him to do it through Gvura, so then you are in fact making a mistake. Can he do it? Of course he could do it. He can do it. But it's it's it's... A mistake on my part if I'm, that's how I'm treating the situation. Because the truth is he could give the chesed through gvura. It could be such a thing. It's not such a crazy thing. Because we know that all of his midas are all included in one together. However, for this you need a big schus. That you're trying to get his Midas Adin to change over to Rachim. That's what you're trying to do here. 
Because what is Midas Adin in Besoch HaKol? Midas Adin, right, that we have it in ourselves too. The whole idea of Midas Adin is someone that is being very Medayik. How do you translate Medayik? Precise. Precise. That he's judging everything. Does he really deserve this? Does he not deserve this? What did he do for me yesterday? What did he do the day before? Was he awake for Kriyashma? Was he not awake for Kriyashma? Did he pay attention? Did he speak during davening? Did he? All the, you know, he's, he's being very, very, right, particular in whether this person deserves it or not. The Indian of Gvura is not necessarily just to hold back. The Indian of Gvura is to see, to measure, does this person deserve what he wants? He's asking for this. No problem. You can ask whatever you want. So let's see if you deserve it. Remember the example that we gave earlier. When the king is in his treasure house and there's diamonds and gold everywhere and you ask him, you know, do me a favor. Can you give me a piece of gold? And he reaches, he could reach down and give the piece of gold. Masha Enkim, when he's in the war room discussing uh, an enemy attacking them with the war minister and at that moment you say, you know, uh, king, can you give me a piece of gold? it's just not the same story. Right? Can he do it? Yes, of course he could do it. But now he's going to say, he's going to look at you and say, well, you know, does, you know who, who is this guy? When he was in the, when he was just handing out $100 bills, you know, it's like whoever, what, giving $100 bills to everyone. But when you're asking him in a special time, because he, when he's not involved in that, so then you have a different story. Right? So can he do it? Yes, he could do it. But is it a good idea on your part? Not necessarily. Like we said. Because the Midas Adin is checking you out. Right? Right? That, that, like, in other words, that he didn't merit in his eyes, right? Because and Moshe was very quick. He wanted to move very quick. Because what did he see? He saw the emes. He saw emes. Unless it was through a major schus. But if you're dealing with midas achesed, that the idea of midas achesed is... Also, just to give, right? To make good for even people that are bad. That's the idea of Midas V'chesed. You see this in a person also, knowing when to talk to a person. Sometimes people are so um, involved in themselves that they can't see outside of themselves. So uh, they only are holding with, with where they are. And so therefore, they'll approach anyone at any time to discuss anything. And they don't necessarily see that right now is not a good time for this person to talk about it. Or right now, this is not the appropriate moment. It's a very important skill to, to develop in oneself, to be able to see where the other person is holding, right? Because the other person might be in the war room and you're talking to him about, uh, about peace, love, and understanding. It's not the right time, right? They have to be able to be sensitive to the other person. So here we're talking about the way Hashem is doing it, right? But, Okay, so that's now, he's now explained, he's given strength to, uh, he broke down, essentially, what did, what did we do here? The Semelcetic broke down the muscle of the Riva, of, the, of Daniel uh, HaMakubal, 
right? right? And he showed what's wrong with it. But then he built it back up and said, however, there's something to what he's saying. It's Einachinami. The mashal is maybe not the best mashal, and there's a major flaw with this mashal, right? However, Besoch kol, there is something to it. There's something to it that there's a concept that the Abishur uses, the Midah of Chesed, or the uses, the Midah of, of uh, Gvura. There's something to it. So now we're good with the mashal. We're okay. But now he's going to come back and say something very important here. And he says, Amnam Kushas Haribash Al Right? However, the question that the Ribash asked that who forced us to get involved in this whole discussion, who got us into this whole thing? Wouldn't it just be better? Forget about giving the Abishter directions. Just daven to God. Why are you telling God? I'm davening to you, and the best way to go to Chicago is take Route 80. Don't take Route 95. Why are you getting involved? The Abishter will find a way. Hashem will find a way to, to get whatever he needs to you. Why am I, little old me, getting involved and telling the, Hashem, look, this is where we're going. We're going through Chachma here. Oh, no, no, right now we're going through, oh, no, now we're going through Ches. What am I getting involved in this whole story for? So he says, what, look at what he says. Namely, the cause of all causations. That's who we're talking about. Namely, the way he is way beyond the Yudzfiras. And Hashem will for sure know exactly how to yashlim, to make shalom, to, to be complete, to give to whoever what they need. Whether to go through chesed or gvura or defaris or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. According to what he's requesting, What's alimasa? Who knows what the word alimasa means? Very powerful. This is a very the Tzalmasetik leaves off this this paragraph, but this is a very good question. This is a very powerful question. Why are we bothering getting involved in this whole discussion? Forget about the whole business. Forget about being mechavin b'shem. Forget about thinking when you see Yudke Vavke, whether it has this nikud or that nikud, this vowel or that vowel. Forget about the whole thing. Just think God. Right? Just think God. Hashem himself will find a way to figure out whether you need chesed or gvur. You're asking for chesed. He'll, he, he, you think he doesn't know the map? He knows the map better than me. What am I, jo- is it a joke or something that I have to t- direct traffic? Okay, so that's the end of this paragraph. He brings a parenthesis here, which is basically uh, is a introduction to the next paragraph. And he says, we'll start, we'll start with this uh, next week, but basically it's a, he, he brings, in order to understand this question, he's going to say an, another point, which is very fascinating. This is mamish. Uh, you see this in human beings. Let me just give you an introduction. He's going to be discussing here the whole concept of hollow. We're going to be saying hollow today. Right? What's hollow? Hollow is us praising God. Do you think God needs our praises? Like, come on. He needs me to be saying, God, you are so wonderful. You did this. You know, like, like, he is so beyond. I mean, <laughs> he needs me to be. So, according to Kabbalah, what's the kavana behind it? 
so what he's going to bring is a very fascinating idea and it's actually uh, modern day uh, psychology is very into this whole concept uh, they finally you know got to it you know a few hundred years after we have it written down here but it's a similar idea of a child and a child right and chas v'shom is not a havdil child to Hashem but it's, 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 a, it's a concept that can be used with a child and it can be used really with every person we have inside of ourselves a lot of different ideas of who we are and what we are, right? In other words, I could look at myself that I am uh, you know, a good father, not a good father. I look at myself as being smart. I look at myself as you know, sometimes not so smart. I look at myself as being kind, sometimes uh, not so kind, sometimes angry, sometimes this, sometimes that. And especially it manifests a lot with younger people, right? Because they haven't really settled on exactly who they are. Right? Because they still have a lot of these ideas floating around their head. However, what you see, um, you see very clearly is when someone starts telling you how smart you are and how wise you are and starts praising you in this way, right? Very often, a person starts to identify with that trait. It sort of brings it out from inside of him from a state of concealment to a state of revelation. And he actually, it's like, what, what is that phrase? You know, like you're living up to, right? It's like, what? Yeah, living up to the expectation. But more like, it's like you become a self-fulfilled prophecy. It's like you're telling this person who maybe is not so shy that he's going to be able to dunk. And yeah, for sure he's going to do it, do it, do it, do it. Just in honor of Zalman, you know, we have to say a little bit, something about basketball, right? Right? It becomes, he begins to actually manifest those traits in himself. And it brings out from a state of Helam, and it comes out in Begili. And the more a person hears about himself that he is capable of doing X, Y, Z, whatever it happens to be, and he starts to, so to speak, visualize in his mind that this is the type of person he is. He starts to construct that image in his mind of himself. And he sort of makes it into the self-fulfilled prophecy because he starts to actually... Uh, manifest those traits and that's what winds up happening because we know so much of what it our lives are about is really in our brains and the way we look at it like we look at ourselves as being an A student right so then very often we start to play that part we look at ourselves as being a D student so then we play that part right and you see it along the lines of who you are and what you are and it's a very very powerful tool to use in terms of a teacher or a father or uh, even a friend, right? If you use this tool in a wise way because you see it over and over and over and over again, right? That what you have in your mind, right, is actually uh, something that is so powerful. I'll give you, here's here's your example for basketball, right? I brought this example before. That they took a group of uh, it must. It, I don't think it was NBA players, but it was high-level, maybe Division One college players, something like that. And they took one group, and they had them shoot free throws, uh, half hour uh, every day. I think I told you this before. Half hour every day for like a month and a half. You know, just over and over and over and over again. They took a different group, and they Dafka didn't have them do that. And then they took a third group, and they had them in their own minds that they were shooting these free throws for a half hour 
they were going through the whole movement in their own in their mind. And what they found was that the group that didn't shoot, they like they had no, you know, their percentages were mamish the same. They didn't change at all. The group that shot every day a half hour, like their percentages went up by like something like, you know, twenty five percent or something like, you know, a very legitimately big number. And the people that didn't do anything, but they went through it in their mind, it went up only two percentage points lower than the ones that were doing it. That's an incredible concept. They didn't do anything. They were sitting on their couches, but in their minds, they were approaching the free throw line and they were thinking to themselves, right? They were feeling the ball in their mind, right? In their hand, so they had it in their hands and they were, right? Shooting their free throws and they were going through it again and again and again and again. And they only were less than the actual people that did it by like, I think it was two percentage points. Whatever the increase was by those guys, it was like two percentage points less. That's mind-boggling. So that's what we're going to start to get into this discussion here. This idea of the way your mind looks at something, right? That's how it plays out in actuality. And so therefore, what we're going to bring out is that there is a way to actually bring out particular traits, particular... particular uh, um, you know, capabilities within a person, and this is how we're going to use it as a muscle uh, for Hashem. Okay, so we're going to get there in Hashem next week when we decide to discuss Paraktes. Um, Hashem, please do Chazara now for the rest of the period. Okay.